Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to the show. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian, welcoming you once again to our digital rage room. Behind the virtual eye of destiny, you will see your hard slingers partake in another session of our Dragon's Demand run-through. What we have for you this time, we got us a new character, Father Hammerbane. Yep, Chris finally brought it to the table, brought himself out of another Tommy, Tommy Hammerbane, the cleric. Yeah, he loves that voice and we love to hear him repeat it. Mr. Materialistic Hammerbane, that's right. You know what? I gotta tell you, I love it when these guys bring about their new characters. I love seeing how they, they start working with the, you know, going from third person to first person and bringing the accents, the voices, and interacting with one another. And then I'm like, killing them. That's right. <laughs> Just like my NPCs. I've always said they got the shelf life of a carton of milk left out in the sun. The Florida sun. That's right. You're dead to me. Anyways, all that being said, I'm having a great time. I hope you guys are enjoying this run through. Don't want to waste too much of your time. Remember, I, I want to remind everybody that every time we roll a hard 20, right into the show at rollthehard20podcast at gmail.com. Give me your name, address. I'm not a creep. Don't worry about that. I've been doing this for years. Um, and I'll send you out a D20 and a sticker and quite possibly one of our gold balloons. So what do you got? Pick that stuff up. All you got to do is part of the show and let me know you're thinking of us by the way don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel at roll the hard 20 i try to give everybody a shout out whenever they subscribe there and say you know give them give them their props at the beginning of the show so don't hesitate so without any further delay let's warm up our dice and top off our glasses roll the hard 20 podcast presents episode 53 of our dragon's demand run through father hammerbane Good luck with that guy, Chris. He's going down. Oh, I gotta gotta get used to it. <laughs> have you seen the have you seen the uh, uh grown man naked yeah you've seen a grown <laughs> man naked? have you seen the trailer for the new predator yes called prey the native american one dude it, it doesn't yeah. i'm like i'm out no it's no sorry it does watch not it, watch the predator be a, a female also. Yeah. This whole time. So I'm calling it right now because I have nobody's said anything, but I honestly think that the female or the predator itself will be a female too. So uh, that's a huge bitch. <laughs> An angry Mark it, bitch. Donnie. Mark it now, Donnie. Mark yeah. it zero. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't. I was like, meh, dude, just give me Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> There's a uh, are they going to bring uh, on YouTube? Uh, this channel is called Rageaholic, mm -hmm. and he did a a review of Predator. You know the one with Schwarzenegger in it. it it's yeah. really funny. You should check it out if you get a chance. Rageaholic. Okay, off the Rageaholic. Check it out. It's pretty funny. Sam, I think that's the one. Cool. Did I send that to you? I, I think you sent. Yeah, when that was going down, I think you sent it to me as to as well. Okay, either that or we watched it on the work computer. Have you guys seen no, when they do? I haven't, I haven't seen it till here. Oh. There's like Predator standing next to Arnold Schwarzenegger and like not fighting or anything, just standing there. Yeah, they're just all with well, the, the actor. Yeah, the dude is like 7'5". So even against Arnold, it's like, just to think that there's alien species that's that much bigger and stronger than humans. So like, even if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, this thing's already like going to kick your ass. Well, yeah, Arnold's well, like, like six two, right? Yeah, he's like six two, six three. That's what I was gonna. He's, he's a big man. Yeah, I remember Sam met him. Gosh, back in like in the late nineties or early nineties, at some convention, <clears throat> and uh, you know he, Schwarzenegger was meeting, you know, doing the meet and greet with everyone, and I, I guess Sam took a picture with him. He's like, "Come on over here, give give me a uh, hug." And like yeah. Sam, of course, he comes up to like <laughs> nipple high on him, you know. So. <laughs> Come here, let me put my arms around you. Okay, now, put your I'm hand next. in my pocket. There is a present inside. Wait, what? Oh, God. <laughs> 
So we're going to oh, try to do good. our best with Ryan's mic tonight. So, he looks so good, though. I know your the video quality. looks really like clear, good. bro. I said yeah. the same uh, thing. Well, I'm also, too, is like I'm like maybe two feet away from my webcam, which is mm. probably like. <laughs> it's like it's like this. No, it's really clear, though. Looks yeah, good. Well, there's that. Looks good. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> I don't see Warren behind you though, so I have to picture. It's like I'm I'm playing a game in three dimensions here. Oh, there you go. I'll I'll have to go and 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 get that um, theater get that the art and get it back up. Yeah, looks good. So are we ready to play some Dragons Demand tonight? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Uh, yeah, let's see where the uh, evening takes us. Let's see. Let's see. All right, Tommy. Let's see where it goes. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Is I, your trusted GM, Brian, and with me, the Hard Slingers. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Episode 53 (laughs) of our Dragon's Demand run-through. So, the aftermath of the battle on three fronts has left you down a member, Stubby, and introduced you to yet another dwarven cleric by the name of Tommy Hammerbane. And Toby had questions about what Flint might have been doing in Belhaim. And as you guys tried to explain to him, because he was under the impression from what Dempsey had said that you guys had gone into Hunkley's Manor and that that place was basically a, a conundrum of, of traps and, and death waiting for everybody. But then you also uh, tacked, on, tacked on that... Uh, that Hunkley had a cave someplace. And mm-hmm. well, Tommy said, well, that's really none of my business. Uh, the questions then begin to circulate also about who might have taken Stabby out, who was he fighting in the cops of trees. And it just kind of started to, to go in a circular fashion with that whole thing. And that's basically where you guys are at. You guys are still kind of in the field. The town had, had bared witness to this fight that had gone on. Uh, Gregor Lenton said he even won some money. Meanwhile, Caledestina Honus had a couple of her her grave diggers go out and start dragging the bodies back, you know, gently took Stubby back to the Sunset House as far as the dead orcs, uh, the war ape, and Drosk. Those two men started piling them up in a in a pile behind the Somerset or Sunset House where they were going to basically burn them. So right now it's probably about one o'clock in the afternoon you know that tomorrow sometime in the morning there's going to be an auction and i know that you guys wanted to do a few things as well as some point check out hunkley's cave or try to locate it yeah uh two points of clarification real quick one is is did we get uh the chip for stabby's gold from the uh or the banking house nobody pulled it off the body to my knowledge. Okay, I, I I know there was talk of us like uh, going in and, and dealing with Stabby's belongings at at the Sunset House. I just didn't know if we'd actually go. But I also don't know if it was on his person, though. Chris would know that whether or not he kept it or if he kept it on his possessions in the room. Right. Uh, he, he he kept it on his person. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna have to do a cavity check. Yeah, check his prison wallet. <laughs> Oh lordy. Um the other thing too is um Oh, uh do we know how far this cave is? You don't know. Okay. Uh you said that you were from the area a long time ago. Do you think you'd be able to recall maybe where caves were in the vicinity? Oh, details like that were for the common folk, but let me see if I can think about it. Um, I will make an intelligence or a history check. Make a history check, actually. Okay. Uh, do... Oh, hey, that's not bad. That's an 18. 18? You know what's somewhere to the north? Mm-hmm. Uh, ironically enough, it is up... Somewhere up north of Debbie Road. Okay. Which, if you guys, okay. I got my cat trying to like claw its way under the under the door over there. Hopefully, she wears out soon and goes to bed. Pay attention to me. Yeah, really. I'm the unofficial sponsor. Um, 
Okay. Do you want to go grab that stuff off of Stabby's body? Because I feel bad, but I kind of want to grab my light crossbow off his thing, too. He's not going to need it. I mean, we can also... <laughs> it, it, will give us the, it will give us the opportunity to go settle with uh, Calistina as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would not be a terrible idea. So... I don't know. Per, perhaps uh, one of you could tell me, you know, what what happened to Flint? What was his demise? I understand that you're focused on, you know, material goods like coin, but what happened to Flint? Are the rumors true? The rumors being that he was here. Uh, you know, he was tasked with a, a job to clear out, uh, you know, perhaps uh, some kobolds. But it, it doesn't seem to me that uh, the kobolds really would have taken out Flint the way that I knew him. No, um, and the kobolds did not. Um, sadly, it was something much more sinister um, in the depths of Clay's manor. Sinister? What would he... Sinister is not of this world. Some sort of demon. Demons? Mr. Uh, Hunclay, the people that he consorted with are the beings we have to assume is very, very dangerous. The things we saw in that manner, it, it wasn't just your, you know, dog and pony show. Uh, this is This is much worse than I thought it would be. Much, much worse. It is, um, it is definitely something to be concerned about, and uh, I have expressed that concern to uh, the Baroness as well. Who's this, this Baroness? Who is she? What does she have to do with Flint's death? Well, to be perfectly honest, it, um, she is involved because she's the one who hired us to go to Hathaway Manor. Um, that is essentially the bottom line. She's a um, local ruler. Yes. So her job has killed two of your party. Flint is gone, and now you've lost your rogue. Well, this, the odds don't seem very good of uh, you know survival of the rest of the group. <laughs> <laughs> There's certainly. Um, concern um, about uh, dealings with her and after this last one with the auction I'm tempted to pull up and go I don't know what um, anyone else here thinks Valadir Dempsey yes well Stabi had quite a heated argument with Baroness he um, did put the knife to throat Let's just put it simply. Oh. That seems he was he, he, he was painted firing. his own he painted his own target on back. Seems True. uh but what about this Flint? Was uh Flint uh you know part of this uh target? No. No. Or no, did no. he die sooner? Yeah. He did not die in the same battle as uh Stabby. Um he Natural uh, causes. <laughs> the natural dungeon cause. <laughs> yeah. It was not revenge. He died causes. by death. Natural causes, of course. Right. Right here on the coroner's report. Well, this is Flint's death of all very unfortunate. Uh, I am here as a member of the temple to continue, continue Flint's mission. His, uh, I'm here at your service. To make sure that well, you you don't pass, that none of you die going forward. Well, that is quite uh, benevolent of the church and of you, um, if you are up for the task. I imagine Warren's eyes just like light up when he said, "I'm at your service." He's like, <laughs> "Ding, ding, ding." Uh, I mean, stepping out of character for just a moment, um, Warren is suspicious of religious types, but understands that their motivations can truly be that pure. 
I think Dempsey's just happy to have another set of hands because um, obviously you've seen two people die and um, you know it's nice to have uh, Valadir with us too but who knows what we're going up against I think if we've seen anything inside of this house the cave is going to be worse mm, that is potentially true let's uh, let's take care of our business with Kalajuskina Yes, I have something I want to do with her too. Oh my! Oh, is that radio safe? PG rating. <laughs> Earn that explicit. <laughs> so, like I said, right now it's probably about one, one fifteen or so. You guys have your little conversation. You guys know you're literally the sunset house is, is right there, and you see the guys. Basically, they've drugged the rest of the of the Drosk's motley crew, and you can see they're starting to to put some kind of something on the bodies to help maybe catch on fire and start their their burning process uh, you see Caladestina; she's basically standing on her front porch watching the rest of the townspeople make their way back into Belheim, and that's the front of the house there the other guys with the bodies are behind the house she sees the four of you approaching and she just kind of looks at at the four of you and she says uh well, is there anything else I could be of assistance for you fine men? Uh, well, we came for two reasons. One, to settle our account with you or our friend Stabby, um, and to um, uh, sort his belongings. Yes, I think I, I said previously that it would be a hundred gold pieces to take care of your friend. Half off, obviously, because he's half the size. Uh, I put the rest of his belongings right next to your other companion, Flint's belongings. Uh, they're just inside the door. Thank you. Um, uh, Dempty, I think you had some matter. Um, and uh, taking that as an exit, uh, Warren will, uh, I will step inside where she indicated and start going through the belongings. Uh, I'll take a quick look through Flint's just to make sure that everything is still there. I'm gonna go through Stabby's and pull the shit and just take a quick like mental inventory of everything that's there. Yeah, and everything that he had basically had on him, including his weapons at the time of his demise, are still there. I mean, mm -hmm. when they brought the, his body, they didn't just leave his his sword there. They took it with him. They took all the stuff with him. I mean, it didn't weigh that much. So, right. She didn't come out wearing his clothes or anything. <laughs> I mean, no, that would be that would shape a little um yeah so i think nice dempsey body, so. i imagine he walks over to where they have dross body and you just see him put a foot on his neck and you he reaches see these two bumpkins yeah. are like whoa mm -hmm. what what's it all there man jedi business <laughs> and uh he just reaches down to <laughs> he's he just like catches eyes with the guy and gives him like the this isn't the time look um grabs onto one of his tusks and just rips it out the one that you didn't break already yeah yeah and you um, see this thing come out root and all you know basically looks like the hawaiian shaka yeah yeah nice um, there's your still shot <laughs> he just kind of like wipes off the gore on his pants and uh like <laughs> and um you see him wrap it up in like a little piece of cloth and um, he's going to go inside and ask Calistina if she has any, like, paper, piece of paper and a crayon he could write with, something. Maybe a, uh, a permanent marker. Yes, sorry. Here, have a shirt. Yes, why don't you come into my uh They've never trusted office. me with a permanent there's marker some, yet. There's some yeah. stationery in my office if you want to scribble a little stick figure, Mr. Thank Educated. You. Yeah. Basically let you go in there and do whatever you need to do and just don't pee in the corner please i'll just write out a couple notes and uh you see him hand one to um her and he's just like i don't know who else to give this to in this in the city uh if they bring me here no um, i will not show you that yeah flash forward to when he's dead and he's just got a cup <laughs> over his privates uh like the tom cruise and nicole kidman movie anyways um i don't know that movie <laughs> Far and away, man. She sneaks a peek under the cup, you know. Anyway, Anyways. did you say that? Um, a little too much Flint, Did you say that Flint's body is here as well? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
And he has a, a, a very uh, floral aroma about him at the present time. So, Is all of his equipment there? It's in a pile next to the door, right next to Stubby's pile as well. Uh, I'm going to walk up to... Uh, Tommy's going to walk to the pile. He looks at the pile and... Uh, <clears throat> Have some uh, interesting, interesting items here. Uh, anybody here have any concerns about me uh, going through Flint's possessions? Perhaps it will will help the the party. Oh, of course not. I was just making sure it was all there. I was going to um, ask that you take charge of it, as you would know what would be appropriate um, to uh, keep and use and look. Uh, we'd be better off passing to the church. Thank, thank you, Warren. Uh, so I'm going to take the uh, any of the religious symbols that he may have had uh, on his body. Take that. Junior, what would he have on his, yeah, as far as he, possessions would be concerned? He has a necklace that had the uh, star on it. Uh, he also had, it was a six-pointed star. He also had uh, custom dwarf-made climbing gear. He had a crowbar. I think at the end, Stebby stayed with the keys. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and other than that, I mean, I could do some of the other inventory, small stuff that was off air. We could do that later. And it was like his backpack with rope and, you know, miscellaneous stuff. No, this is a moot point, but we probably should have given those keys to the Baroness. Shh. Whatever. She don't need to know about it. They're going to have to change those locks anyway, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I imagine you guys didn't lock it, though, right? I mean, you guys you, just left. You didn't really. Now that I ever. say that, though, and I'm sure you guys already thought of this, I'm moron. Maybe the keys work for in the cave. Oh, well, actually, that's what I was just thinking. Too, so, so um, anyways. So, Brian, I'm going to take I'm going to take the uh, the six pointed star uh, religious item. I'm gonna tuck that in to my belongings, and then I'll take the crowbar and the climbing gear since they are, especially the climbing gear, is specific to a dwarf. Okay. Mark. So basically, Calistina looks at you guys and says, "Well, you know, I, I do appreciate you guys keeping me in business this week, um, but I do have work to do. If you don't have any more business with your." your fellow ships that have passed uh i'd like to get back to it so if you could please take their belongings so i could take care of steady of and get him ready please and we'll spare. Just, yeah. oh i was gonna say i will spare like half a second is did is she thanking us for dying anyways rude or, <laughs> um, right so Dempsey just pass her like 25 gold and he takes all that stuff like all right i appreciate it thank you Thank you, boys. Will and I be seeing you guys again soon? Uh, Hopefully not. Seems like a threat. <laughs> Just an inquiry. I want to know if I can afford that uh, that new shovel I was looking at. What? Platinum plated shovel? Possibly. Mind your own business, Belhaim. <laughs> Evidently, mm. business is good. It is this week. Gentlemen, so she where, where takes do we go? The, the cart that Stubby's on and wheels him into, into the parlor and closes the, the curtains and lets you guys decide what you're going to do to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, like, I'm going to... First off, the, the one thing I'm going to make sure I do before I leave is securing the uh, chip for uh, um, Stabby's gold. Okay. From the from the um, uh, vault house. Um, and then uh, as we leave, uh, I'm just going to turn to you. Uh, do, did I recall roughly how far north that cave is? You just knew it was some somewhere north of town. Okay. But uh, but away from it. It's not like you would just leave the first house or the first dwelling there. And, oh, there it is right there. You know that right. it's... And you've probably never been there yourself. You just heard mm -hmm. a lot of rumors and innuendos of, uh, of caves that are to the north. And that's really right. all you know. Whether there's one cave or ten caves or fifty caves, you don't know if 
when people come back and talk about a cave, if it's the same cave they're always talking about. If that makes Make sense. out right. cave for the teenagers. Is that what yeah. it is? That's right. Orin would know grotto. all about that one. Oh. <laughs> the Midnight Grotto. Like, it's still got your name up here, dude. <laughs> Are you kidding? Orin was way too classy. He had a very lavish bed. Thank you very much. That's like when they put your jersey up in your high school for, like, taking state. Like, they still have your, like, tunic up. <laughs> hey, Brian, what time of the day is it? Uh, it's probably about 1.45 right now. It didn't take you long to, to clear up your business with the Sunset House. Um, so uh, as we're going, uh, I'll do this and say, look, I know that there are caves to the north. I don't know how far they are, and I don't know. Uh, what I recall is there may be possibly a few of them. There could be more. But I don't know how long a foray into Huntley uh, Cave would uh, take. Um, there are a couple of matters in town, I say, as I like kind of hold up Stabby's shit as um, mm. kind of point. Um, the other thing, too, is I have, and at that point, uh, Warren uh, pulls out of a carefully like padded like pouch, um, an empty vial. He says, I have an inquiry to make um, regarding Stabby as well. And so, but I'd like to know uh, everyone else's uh, thoughts for what we should do next. I am interested in the option, however, if everyone else here wishes to blow the Baroness off, I certainly would not be opposed you know, to that. How long did the Hunkley's Manor take? I know it took us like 5,000 episodes, but like like four or five hours no it probably mm, took no. you about nah. 12 because i know you guys rested in there at some point mm -hmm. and that and i think that you guys had gone in there initially on your way out to the kabold lair at the mm -hmm. at the rock quarry yeah. you guys yes. had gone in and kind of looked around a little bit in the the first floor and then left and then continued on to the rock quarry Oh, then when, on your way back, that's, I think, when you picked up Dempsey was after you had returned. Because then you were requisitioned by the right. Baroness to go into Hunkley's Manor. I don't want to so. sound too opportunistic, but do we stand to make anything off of, was there money promised for the auction? Because if not, yes. you blow the thing off. Yes. <laughs> she offered to uh, put, and she had made this offer to me however i am uh taking into consideration of course everyone here but she had offered me um uh to sponsor me for seven thousand gold worth of bidding and i will tell you there were some choice things in hunkley's manor uh, material possessions that important to you warren it is less the fact that there are material possessions and more the fact that, and as I say this, I'll kind of like waggle a hand and like uh, sparks of like magic and fire uh, kind of like uh, spring from, from my fingertips for a moment is in <sighs> emphasis. <laughs> um, you know, a like little kid walking by goes, Ooh, ah. anyways, um, no, uh, Hunkley was his motivations were in question, his judgment is in question, but he was still a very skilled practitioner. And while material objects are certainly something, there is also knowledge stored in material objects, which is something that we can have. And So your it, motivation is uh, knowledge? Of a sort. I mean, I've certainly been known to uh, enjoy the occasional material um expenditure so you all speak of this uh this cave do you Hello, do. do you remember that kick-ass robot that he had <laughs> that's what we should be buying <laughs> warren <laughs> just put the crystal if, in baby if robot was up for auction uh i would be terrified if it was was there anything that you had your eye on Oh, a number of books in the library, most certainly. Um, also, too, if his uh, if it was remotely feasible, the his 
anything from his observatory would be fascinating. I also remember a couple weapons in there. You may be interested, Mr. Hammerbane. Father Hammerbane. <laughs> Padre. <laughs> Padre. Padre Hammerbane. <laughs> which, which do you prefer? <laughs> What's the nomenclature here? What are we doing? Oh, Elder. <laughs> Elder, oh God. Is this a, a Scientology? <laughs> oh, Kabold's in town again. <laughs> right <laughs> roll for initiative uh, As, do, uh, do, do you do you feel that uh, you know you speak of this cave I, uh, I have a have an idea that you may not quite know where it is do you do you feel that we can explore that direction and make it back in time for your knowledge fest magic man magic user <laughs> Um, I think it's feasible for us to perhaps explore and at the very least confirm where it is and then come back tomorrow. I do not know if we'll have time to find it and then explore it, but I think if we're going to explore and look for it, then let's do so. If you wish to stay in town, then let's do so. Going back and forth, we've already spent a lot of time doing that before in this uh, campaign, so... Perhaps one of you could make a decision. I vote the cave. Cave. And we can come back. Um, do a quick pick stop for the auction. Come back. Okay, Dempsey, then. Dempsey, you look you look very strong. Perhaps you should take lead and get us out of here. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Isn't that that's his way. line? Yes. <laughs> If that's the way it's going to be, I think Dempsey wants to run into the blacksmith very quickly, say hello to the guy, buy something, and then keep moving. Well, from the where roof. you guys are at the at the Sunset House, you have to, well, you don't have to. You could circumvent Melheim altogether. Um, otherwise, the uh, Canticleer Road will, you know, when you get on Old Quarry Road, will take you down to Canticleer Road and then as that goes towards the west, it eventually runs into Devi Road, which if you follow that straight north, it'll take you out of town to the north. So, And that actually passes right by Bacchus's uh, blacksmith. So tell me what you guys want to do and how you want to go about whatever you want to do. He's like, smoke them if you got them. And like, just runs in and asks if they have uh, what kind of armor he can get. Okay, so you, you've made your way to Bacchus's place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you hear... As as the four of you are approaching it, oh god, he's getting ready. Oh yeah, <laughs> wet my whistle. Yeah. You hear he's all preparing. the hammers stop falling all at the same time, and you see Bacchus is looking at you. The four of you, <laughs> my boys, I knew you could do it, Dempsey. Come on in here, son. Come on in here. Tell me what did it what did it feel like to take that bastard down, and then. Punch him in the sack. Tell me what it was like. I'm just oh. flashing on kindergarten cop. Glory like, days. Felt pretty good. I'm so felt proud of you. He's like, uh, th- thank you, Bacchus. Um, you know, we have other battles ahead of us. You wouldn't happen to have some splint mail back there or some half plate? Well, I got all kinds of garbage like here for you all the time. I'll tell you what, because you did such a great job, I'm not going to mark it up. I'm just going to give it to you for what it costs. Is that all right? <laughs> I knew you'd understand. You're a good Please, man. Don't don't punch me in the balls. <laughs> oh, God. You hear the rest of his orcs are all kind of laughing. <laughs> when we get back, can you hey. put that on the shield for me, ball puncher? That's right. I'm going to call you the coin purse sucker. <laughs> so what are you looking for, son? Uh, Preferably splint. Splint. Let's see what we got here. Flint, we left him at the sunset house. <laughs> Mr. Splint. <laughs> Supplies. <laughs> the only thing I've got is this uh, this pair of studded leather. That's the only thing that's not been too weathered or worn out and it could actually cover your body. Other than that, all the rest of the shit's busted up. Got holes punctured, uh, things that have basically their own owners didn't survive it. They gotta be repaired. And since how nobody's buying it in town, I haven't thought it was necessary. 
Well, he's like, well, if you come across something, if you, uh, you know, fix something up, I'd I just do have to take it off. Leather. You want it or not? Yeah, he, he kind of like brushes on the chain mail that he's wearing, and he's like, I'll, I'll stick with this. I'm good. Thanks. Thank you, Bacchus. You're a good man. Uh, You'd be a better man if you had split mail, but. You know, I'll tell you what. Why don't you come back tomorrow morning and I'll see what I can do for you. That's about all I can do for you, son. I Thank mean, you. We have it, but it's got holes in it. It's not going to give you what you want. If you want, I, you could take it, but it, it may no, not be as beneficial for you. No, I'm not asking for the impossible. <laughs> you just did the impossible, son. What are you, kidding me? You should feel proud of yourself. We That's... sucked him in the balls. Again. He, I, I just think Dempsey's not used to the uh, the limelight, so he's just kind of like downplaying it. And so yes. he's like, th th thank you, thank you. That elf back there. What's your name, son? Validia. Oh, you. wait. Wrong voice. <laughs> no, the other guy with the real voice. What's your name? Validia. Validia. I like that. It's a beautiful, beautiful accent you got there. You know, I gotta say, we watched you go toe to toe with that ape. <laughs> I got it. I've seen a lot of things in a circus at times, but I've never seen anything like that. No, we do quite things like that in circus all the time. Yeah, you, hey, you need some split mail? With holes in it? No. Oh. Yeah, just kidding. Don't don't get upset, Dempsey. I'm, I'm on your side. <laughs> Anyways, I just, the show was excellent, guys. Made me some coin. Sorry about the wee one. But looks like you got another Dwarf 2.0 with you. That's great. Thumbs up. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. You know, there is something. Oh, good. And I'll, I'll, yes, uh... my liege. What can I do for you, my prince? <laughs> Well, I suppose you didn't want to earn any coin, so the next You don't I'll know just... how much coin you made me today. <laughs> and obviously you don't want any more. I'll never make it that easy, but tell me what you need. It was actually I and I'll like uh I'll like kinda tap him on the shoulder, like turn him away from the, the, the group just a little bit. Okay. And kinda like eye out across the road to look where Zenmay's shop is. Look. I don't get along with Zenmei. <coughs> I was wondering, and if you do not have the, the type of relationship that could ask this, that is fine. Just, you know, I will pull out the empty vial. I still would like to look into our friend Savvy's death. I'm curious what Zenmei could tell you if he has made something like this or if he knows of someone in else in town who could. Let me see this. Takes any. So you want me to check to see if he made whatever was once in this thing? Please. All right. I know Zenbei. He and I used to make hooch together. We'll see what we could do. Sounds good. And uh, here, uh, drinks for you and your boys tonight. No, and no, it's perhaps. Right. I'll tell no, you what, if please. you see Greg O'Lenton, buy him around. Because he's going to be making me money too. <laughs> oh, you obviously do not uh, do not want to be friends with Greyhounds, but. Hey, you know, you're always paying it forward around here. Isn't that right? Yeah, boss. <laughs> All the Very well. orcs are yucking it up and whatnot. Very well. Um, I appreciate you looking into this. And um, I look to the others. If there's nothing else, uh, we have a little bit more adventuring that we're going to do. Hopefully a little less dangerous. Will you tell me, is there nothing else? I look at him with a flourish. I, I summon my rapier and like a little flash of flame look at it. No, I'm, I'm quite happy with what I have. And then Good. wave of my hand and it disappears. He tightens up his apron. All right, well, I'll look into this for you, okay? Puts, Appreciate puts it. In one of the pockets of his apron. He goes back to his, his boys, who, and they're all yucking. They're all laughing. 
I love how Warren always like accentuates everything with money. He's and like magic. <laughs> yeah, it's like Vegas. Like magic. just glad hand to get into the club. Like here's the uh, palm twenty dollar bill. <laughs> Gotta grease a few palms. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you get stuff done. Yeah. Just like mm -hmm. Dean Martin going through the back door. Hey, how you doing? Huh? Hey, Johnny little... Fontaine, baby. Hey, put me up front next to the stage, huh? Well, that's better to go through the kitchen. Mm. Get the best seats. Anyways. Yeah, so we're going to start heading north, right, guys? The cool yeah. yeah. Just go yeah. Debbie Road. Mr. Hill, we haven't seen you in so long. Okay. So you're going to go up Debbie Road? As you go oh, up yeah. Debbie Road, you pass by Greyhand's Tavern. Oh, everybody's laughing. I mean, the tavern itself is, is packed to capacity at this point. Obviously, from the spectators that had watched what had occurred earlier on. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Greyhand's is making a lot of money off of us, too. They definitely are. Oh, yeah. You know, and of course, as you were going up that way, you passed by the large amphitheater that amphitheater that you know will be placed at the auction. Eventually you guys start making your way past the last uh, building in town and then everything starts to get quiet. You start moving through oh, once a well-trotted road into more looser sand. You see that there are weeds kind of growing up, grass and whatnot. You see that the trees are starting to get thicker as they start to get a little bit more packed. And you remember early on, having spoke with Methesic back in Hunkley's Manor, that uh, he had mentioned that Hunkley's Cave would be somewhere to the north of Belheim. And that's presumably where he had kept the majority of his hidden possessions. And this road only goes one way, north. It doesn't branch off anymore, but it, the woods do tend to get more dense and I would like for everybody to make a perception check as you start getting into these trees. Oh, this is going to go very well. Tommy. 16. Valadir. 15. Dempsey. 6. Warren. 14. 14. Tommy, you and Valadir, as you guys, the whole group's about. 15, 20 minutes into their walk, you start noticing to the northwest what appears to be like a circle of birds, most likely predatory type birds, and they keep making circles in the sky, but it's off the, off the main trail, definitely deeper into the wooded area. And that's really the only life signs that you've seen going this far. Hmm. Oh, Valadir, do you see the, you see what I see in the birds? I do, my friend. Yeah, perhaps there might be something over there worth looking at. The only time you see circling birds is when there's corpses or something to eat. Perhaps. Are you hungry? Well, let's look, also look at our track record here. There's been a couple of members of our groups who the birds would be circling for if they could. Dempsey, Warren, Valadir and I uh, kind of look ahead and we see some birds circling overhead. That means one of two things. There's dead bodies or there's food. And it seems to be kind of off the beaten track. Well... I can't imagine this cave is on the right, uh, is directly on the main track, so. How far are these uh, birds that it's are circling? Probably, like, Well, as the bird flies, it's probably about <laughs> 300 feet to the northwest from where you are. So if you were. Oh, so not even like a quarter of a mile. No, it's, it's not far from where you are at all, but it's somewhere over the woods themselves. Hmm. You guys didn't see it. Mm. Uh, perhaps move up closer to it and see if we can find some footsteps or something like that. Footprints around. So you can angle you that way. Yeah, it's, well, I'll start walking towards like the trail, like heading towards that direction. Okay, go and make an investigation check 
as you make your way Ah, six. Six. Now you're not really picking up a trail. Is everybody else <laughs> following you too, or are you just going yeah. leading off? Or do we see any large, large blood the road. stains or anything? I don't know how far you guys are going. Are you still heading uh, that way? Tell me what you guys want to do. I don't want to Faladir, take that. What, uh, Faladir, what, uh, what are you doing? Uh, so you kind of headed that direction, but it seems like you're not sure where we're going. I was trying to see if maybe someone passed by. Maybe a footprint of some kind. But no luck. I see nothing. Uh, Warren, you seem smart. Perhaps you can come <laughs> up here. And maybe you can pick up where Validir left off. Make some sparkles. Uh, Warren just <laughs> looks at you and then like looks down at his like nice but still simple traveler clothes and then looks around at the woods and I'm like, and just turns to Tommy and says, you realize that we've left my preferred um, environs about 20 minutes ago as he like thumbs back over town. Um, I can see what I can see, but I, this is not my specialty at all. Uh, perhaps you're not as smart as I thought you were. <laughs> hey, let's, Damn. let's keep it all casual. Roll for initiative. <laughs> um, well, maybe Dempsey can help him look. I got. I know a little bit about survival. With yeah. your eyes, because he's like, if, if there's something over there, it may have come from the road. Yeah. If it's I'll, just right I'll let, there, something I'll got let. pulled off. Dempsey take the lead. But while we're out here, I'm actually am going to take a moment and cast uh, Mage Armor on myself. Okay. Now, you guys are, like, off the path at this point, right? Mm -hmm. it, yeah, we just... just don't know where we're going, because okay. Valadir... Well, you know it's to the northwest. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you guys have stopped and you're trying to, like, peek around, or if you guys are still plummering, plummering, <laughs> plummeting through the the dense foliage, or what, what do you guys... I well, what Dempsey is looking for would be like broken branches, maybe something got taken off of the road and pulled out, something like that. Okay. Like drag marks. <laughs> yeah, that's a three. Three. You guys aren't finding anything broken, nothing uh, leading, you know, indicating some kind of a, a trail that's been traversed. Hmm. The only thing you have to go on is the circling birds to the northwest, about 250 feet from where your current position is now. Okay. Warren, uh, I saw you cast uh, some shield upon yourself. Perhaps uh, perhaps you can tell us if there's some evil magic in this area? Oh, well, that was merely a precaution, but um, I can see if uh, I can sense anything. I'll take a moment and just kind of like Kind of close my eyes, still my senses a little bit, and I will make an arcana check to see if I do sense any unusual. Oh, okay. Happening. Uh, that is a ten, so a ten. highly unlikely. I actually thought you were gonna say, Chris, when you said, "Oh, I see you cast something about you." That's not a material object, is it? <laughs> 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 no, I was like. <laughs> no, you were making an investigation check, so I thought, what the hell, man? We got a guy with so some high funny. intelligence here. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I was just making, like, perception and then arcana check. That was it. But anyways, right. um, yeah, uh, I, at this point, I'm just going to say, look, let's just see what uh, has these birds' attention and just keep our ears out since we, I don't, since none of us see any other signs here. Okay. So you just and uh, and I'm gonna like kind of very gently like push Dempsey into the front. Okay, yeah. give me your marching order. I guess that would be good. So I just up front. 
Dempsey's I feel like with the way we're rolling, though, it's going to be like the guys that got lost outside of like the shopping mall for like three days. And they're like, <laughs> we couldn't make it back. And they're like, dude, you can see the target from here. <laughs> we can't get out. It's Who's a behind full you, door. Valadir. I'll take third. I guess I will bring up the rear. Bring it. Mm-hmm. So you hey, start back. making your Shield way up through this foliage. And you see that uh, after maybe about 100 feet or so, the woods suddenly open up onto a small, jagged clearing, approximately 40 feet in diameter. You see the shore of a small pond that seems to run out of a cave at the base of this 35 Mm. foot high cliff. Uh, And right at the shore are two dead bodies look to be human and of these two of these two two. bodies you see three large dire looking canine creatures and as they hear you come out of the foliage they turn and in one of its mouths you see methesic his neck held askew at an oblique angle eyes in a perpetual stare of lifelessness the dire wolf holding it drops his body from his mouth and all three of them begin to growl in unison, salivating, looking at the four of you as possibly their next dinner, their next meal. And we'll figure that out next week. No. <laughs> oh. That's it. He should have stayed knocked I out mean, where he's safe. Dude, as soon as you said bird circling, I was like, that's pathetic. thank you for joining us once again on roll the hard 20 podcast remember you can find us and subscribe to the show on apple podcast Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We've also got a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over there and hit that like bell, and don't forget to subscribe. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to check us out and look for us out there. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com, or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com, where you can also download the current show directly and view our archives and galleries. we got a lot of interesting stuff posted there, so head on over. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast, where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So, until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.